0: You're very welcome to Treaty Talk, episode 136. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Bails Star. Matt, we have a lot to go through in today's episode. We had the hurlers last week against Tipperary. We have the Herders in action again this weekend against Galway. The Limerick footballers start their campaign against Tipperary in the league, and the Limerick Junior Camogie side get their league campaign off an opener against Clare. We also have Munster fixtures to go through, and maybe even a bit of talk about the new rules in hurling. But do stay tuned.
1: Impression the game will get old with what you put into, it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But
0: not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it, high and over the bar!
1: Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods, and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods. Can you? just about kept in, oh, well, Todd, shorty, buckling. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. We've went out there from the war court today. The more about in the all the run, that was it. Put the ball over the bar in the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We had a couple of injuries. Here comes Karen Curry. Curry leading the charge of the left today. 45 minutes out. He's a chance to score. he has been there's no sympathy in this game for anybody.
0: We finally have a game to look back on, Matt. Last weekend, as I said, the Hurlers got their league campaign off the start against Tipperary. It finished uh, 20 points apiece in the Gaelic rounds. I suppose it was far from vintage from either side, but it was brilliant to get a game to actually look forward to and to actually have.
2: Yeah, sure. Look, it, it, it was everything that we craved for, and, uh, of course, the whole thing is being cranked up this weekend when we have three games. Like it, 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 It's great that it's back, and you're right, I suppose... Um, uh, neither side were at full throttle, but having said that, considering um, the, the, the circumstances in which the league is this year and that there has been no pre-season leading into it and there's been a short, sharp, um, just three weeks of, of preparation before the league started, I, I, I thought both sides put showed up a decent standard and, and, and a decent level of intensity. And um, um, like we did say last week, that we thought that uh, it was probably more important again for Tipperary to get a win than maybe Limerick. And um, you know, for quite a while, um, we'd say between the first and the second water break, it looked as if Tipperary were really, really up for it. And um, but you know, um, in, in the in the closing stages, um, full credit to Limerick, the, the way they came back and clawed it back and. Of course, um, one thing that this Limerick squad don't do, no matter what the circumstances are, is do panic. And when they fell five points behind with what, just the last quarter to go, um, they, they didn't do panic either. And, and um, they, 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 they clawed it back. And I, I, I think when John Kiley rolled out the, 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 the heavy artillery, as it were, um, it, it, made, it, it made a noticeable difference um, he, he brought in um, um, Garod and Keen and Lynch. And you, you know, we've spoken ad nauseum and I suppose to the point of being boring about the strength of this Limerick squad. And like, um, he, you know, John Kiley was in the position he turned around there to his bench, looked at it, and was able to summon two of the last three holders of the year to come on in, 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 the, in the game. That'll give you, um, that will give you a sense of, of 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 the strength of the squad. But I honestly thought, and we spoke about him last week, I, I honestly thought that the contribution of Peter Casey when he came off the bench was was absolutely first class um, He brought a type of energy, he brought a type of dynamic, and he brought something um, that we, up to that point that we seem to have been missing and, of course, he chipped in with his couple of his usual smartly taken points. And, and um, yeah, I suppose in the circumstances, having been five points down, first day of the year, difficult year, um, a draw, I suppose, fair result.
0: Yeah, and I think judging from John Kylie after the game, that John was definitely pleased with the results, and I suppose to get, get the, the boys out into the field. Looking at the team below strength, probably without, as you said, Keen Lynch, Groud, Hegarty, Declan Hayes, and all these. How did the boys that came in for him um, fit in? We'll say Rich English was back, thank God, after a absence. Didn't look like he missed the beat. Kyle was at centre back, then in the forward, uh, like Connor Boylan, Adrian Breen, and David Dempsey. Did anyone put their hand up for you?
2: I Well, I thought the two cornerbacks did quite well. Um, Rich English. Um, we we you know we we'd have expected that from Richie like that he's a, he's a top class performer and just so unfortunate him um, his injury for for last year. Um, up front, I think a lot of the ball didn't go up Conor Boylan's and and David Dempsey's wing, and um, for that reason they, they weren't as prominent as 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 you would expect them to be. I thought um I thought Adrian Breen took took some very very smart scores. And i I thought David really had a decent game at, 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 at center forward and um above all i I thought his nerve there on the 71st minute um when, when a division of the Spiles was hanging on it wasn't an easy free, Jack. It, 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 it was it had distance and it, it had an awkward angle but he, he put it over with a plum. I thought his overall performance um was was very 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 satisfactory overall, I think, John Kylie will be will will be quite happy, and you know he 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 spoke after the game, and he put emphasis on on um, what he was expecting in terms of attitude. Like, and in terms of attitude, I think he 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 appeared to be very very well pleased.
0: Yeah, and just on Adrian Breen for for a second, I don't think I've ever seen Adrian play a game where he doesn't score two or three. And I suppose he's not the flashiest player, but. He's very, very effective and like you, you'd you hate to see him as a marker because you know he'll get out in front and if he gets a sniff of goal, he'll pop it over the bar. So I think he's definitely one that we could see play this weekend. Who do you think will be in this weekend against Galway? Probably a tougher opposition considering last year's semi-final Will the big boys be back or will he go with more new players?
2: Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's very, very hard to second guess, John Kiley. Um, you know, had we had our past podcast, Last last week before we knew the team, we'd have got it spectacularly wrong when when we were um, wondering what his team would be. But talking about about Adrian Breen, like um, you're right in what your your analysis of him there. And and if you recall in the All Ireland final, he wasn't long on the field when he slotted over a point. You know the, he 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 can do this. Um, obviously, we're, we're, we're talking, I suppose, we're talking about the recall of the big six that were, uh, we'll say the All Ireland six that were missing last week. Well, we know now that Declan Hannan and Graham Mulcahy will not be back and that, that that's back because of injury. But I, I would see possibly the other four starting. Um, that's Dan Morrissey, Keane um, Lynch, Gero Hegarty. And I'm um, the, 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 I, I think there's a possibility that, that you will see the four of those getting 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 a run out, so that would put them um, Adrian Breen's um, position in jeopardy. I, I suppose it's fair to say that Peter Casey put his hand up um, to um, t- to get a place. So um, after that. <sighs> I, I can't see much change, Jack. You see, in the context of the league, if we're serious about retaining the league, this is a huge game. Because lose it, Jack, and you're three points behind the leaders. You know, and you'd yeah. be three points behind Galway, and were caught to beat Tipperary and Tullamore, you'd be three points behind them as well. you will be two points behind them, um, behind them. Um, Temporary, so like it, 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 it it's very. I, I, I think John Kylie will be putting his best foot forward in this game now that we have a game out of the way, and and um, I, I, I think that all big guns at his, I, I think all big guns at his disposal will 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 be um, will be employed, um, like as I said, now I know Peter Casey didn't start in the All Ireland final. But I think he made a compelling argument for him to start against Galway. But it just mightn't work out that way. John might decide that that he's going to go again with um with um with um David Dempsey or he might decide to go with Damon O'Connell. We don't know.
0: Yeah, there was actually a good cameo from Darren actually when he came on. But I, I suppose as you said, it's probably pointless for us to second guess John Kiley, but Definitely, by the way, he was speaking at the end of the game. It seems like Kyle Hayes is set for a linty run at centre-back, especially with Declan Hannan um, out injured at the moment. Just before we get into the Galway team and their performance, how did you find Kyle's performance at centre-back last week?
2: Um, I, I I suppose in, in, in many ways, I suppose Tipperary came prepared for him. Um. Because I, I I I I think they sought to put it in over him, or to the left or right of him. Um, they they, 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 they seem to have a plan that they weren't going to allow him to um to influence the game. Um, but what what came his way? I thought he did it quite well.
0: Yeah, I thought he he handled it expertly, and and I think against Tipperary last year, his first day at wing back was probably his poorest, and he just powered in into the season from there, but. Touching on Galway, I suppose, this weekend's opponents. Last year, they definitely pushed Limerick the furthest, and if Joe Canning had said on the field in Crop Park, who's to say? They wouldn't have won a second All-Ireland in three or four years, but last weekend, five thirty-four against Westmead. People would say it's only Westmead, but to score 49 points in a hurling game is incredible going, really, isn't it? Yeah, and I suppose um, they,
2: did, they did that with, without Joe Canning. and and without Parik Manning, Manning and without Dahi Burke at the back, all three of whom I believe will be back in the frame for, for, for this weekend. Like, you know, we can be under no illusions whatsoever about Galway. They ran as close last last year. Although I i have always maintained, even in those closing stages, I never saw anything but a Limerick victory. Um but well, I suppose hindsight is maybe the perfect science. But I, I genuinely, during those trying last few minutes, couldn't couldn't see Galway winning it. Uh, I I I thought, you know, we're we're going to do it. But um they, they obviously um like in, in Galway there's such a pool of players there from players coming through from successful underage squads that the trick is like it's not a shortage of hurlers that's there. It's, it's it's just a question of getting the blend. Of, of the players, they have they have so many of them, and um, all right, 534 was a fantastic score. And uh, you know, they piled on the scores because um, they have learned their lesson. If you recall, back in 2019, um, when when, when they had Carlo in, in in Salt Hill and like you know, failed to put them to the sword, and eventually they lost out in the championship on scoring difference and they were going to make scoring difference count last week. That that, that was quite obviously because um, at the end of the day Jack, uh, this is going to be a very, very tight league and 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 with one team just either going to the final or being declared the joint winner, scoring difference could be hugely important when it comes down to it at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, and just on scoring difference, uh, they're already 29 points ahead of Limerick from my calculations, but um, the likes of Joe Cannon, Parik Manion, you think they'll be back in. If they're not back in, have they the firepower to put Limerick in the trouble they put Westmead in?
2: No. The answer is definitely no. Definitely no. But they still have the firepower to ask Limerick very, very serious questions. You know, the yeah. Brian Cannons, the, the, the um, Connor Whelans, even Nylans these these guys they will ask they will ask serious questions. We saw what Nyland did when he came on in the All Ireland semi-final last year with two monstrous frees like that Joe Canning would be proud of. So you know um I I think they will. I think I, I think they will, but um it it, it looks as if that 3-0 will be back. Now Mac- Gerard McIntyre went back to full back against Westmeath in the absence of Dahi Bork. Um, well, we know the type of fullback that Dahi Bort is absolutely. But <coughs> like it's a subplot of the game if Dahi Bort is playing to see the clash between himself and Seamus Flanagan, and who, who was on fire last last uh, last um, last week against Tipperary and something we all mentioned to me- or, omitted to mention there when we were talking about the Tipperary game. Seamus Flanagan had a massive game, so you you, you can just imagine the clash. That, that that's going to be on the edge of the Galway square between between James Flanagan and, and Dahi Dohy um, that that's some that's a subplot in itself within the game. That that's something to, to to look forward to. But Galway have Galway have the players make no mistake about it, and they'll they'll have a squad and and um they 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 um Shane O'Neill of course he he will you know he's a damn good manager like and as he proved with the piercing. And, and um he he will have an insight in, in into limerick and 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 what limerick are all about and like he'll he'd be facing guys that he managed <coughs> managed to all island glory. So like you know he, he won't be shocked to detail anyway on, on, on a lot of the, all the limerick players probably. I think this is going to be very, very very tight and and it, 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 you know we're going to be hard pressed to win it Jack, but we can do it.
0: Yeah, and when you say hard-pressed, does this come down to the, just the, the matchup that Galway are there? Limerick are so physically imposing, but if there was one team to match them, it's definitely Galway.
2: Exactly. That, that, that's another point. That's another point. Like, e, 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 the physicality of Limerick. And, like, you know, in 2017, we were all talking about the physicality of Galway. Mm. You know, huge men. They, they, haven't, they haven't gone away. For the, the vast majority of, of those are still are, are still around, so um, I think it's going to be a Titanic battle in every sense of the word. And um, you know, it's not going to be easy to win it, but we can win it.
0: Yeah, and just before we get into actual predictions for the game, and I asked you last week between Tipperary and Limerick, who was it a bigger game for? And I suppose we've seen around the games now: Limerick have a draw, and Galway have a win. Is it a bigger game for Limerick in the quest to retain their league honours, or is it a bigger game for Galway to actually get the win over Limerick and kind of put that to bed?
2: Yeah, that's 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 uh, that's in in that sense, it's a bigger game for Galway. But in the context of the league, as I said from the outset, that if you fall three points behind, um, you know, you you um, in a in a five game Grouped with only one qualifying at the top, it gives you a mountain to climb, Jack. Because were Cork to beat uh, Tipperary and Tullamore. They two would move on to to, to, to to four points. So like you'd be three points behind two counties, and and um, it would you know it would take a bit. It, I know um, we have Cork at home later in the year, um, but like. I, I think it I I think it, it could be very very difficult to make up that ground. All right, they have only the win over Westmeath, and I suppose you could factor in no disrespect to Westmeath that Limerick will probably beat Westmeath. But you know, going behind, especially if you go behind the two counties, I think in that sense it's going to be a bigger game for for Limerick, in 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 the sense of getting a morale boosting win over Limerick and 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 then and put, it, put somebody at last laying a glove on Demrich. Um In that context, it's bigger for Galway.
0: And if you had to call it, Matt, who do you think will come away from Salt Hill with the win?
2: I think Limerick can win it for that reason.
0: Can win it I or really will win do. it?
2: I, I think they can. I think they will. I think they probably will. You know, yeah. um, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see the line out. Um, but, But these big games... Um
0: Limerick seemed to be able to dig out the results. Yeah, and I, I did get that from the Tipperary game when they, they looked like winning for the first sixty-five minutes, and then you'll probably come away from it thinking Limerick should have won that game. So that, that mentality of we're never we're never beaten will definitely be needed against Galway. And we'll be hoping for results like the last time we were in Salt Hill, uh, back in twenty eighteen, that kind of kick started this whole journey. Um but and for anyone that wants to watch that game, it's live on TG Cahar this Sunday. At three forty-five, and um, before we move into the football match, just in general with the hurling, was there any team that kind of caught your attention last week in the first round outside of Galway, as we spoke about?
2: No, Galway was the team that caught my attention. Now that there, there was a lot of talk about Cork, um, and and um, they had a, they had they had a decent performance um, against Waterford in Parky Cleave, um, but um, it, it's 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 only one game. It's only one game, and the the real test of Cork, and I, I, I'm sure, um, you know, those connected with Cork will agree that the real test is going to come next next um tomorrow when 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 they take on Tipperary and Um, that, that that's that's going to be the real test. Although it's a game that I think they can possibly win, you know. Um, I I, I saw an awful lot of improvement. I thought in Cork. And it was mainly the improvement. Now, there, there was a general improvement. I thought Tim O'Mahony had a very, very good game. I thought Niall O'Leary had a very, very good game. But the, the, the one man that makes Cork tick and tick is Dara Fitzgibbon. I thought yeah. he was absolutely yeah. outstanding. And if the apart from him winning Man of the Match, I think the one thing that, they, that the Cork-Waterman game told us was the loss that Dara Fitzgibbon was last year. He was a huge, huge loss. He's a very, very integral he's a cornerstone of Cork's challenge in my view. And in keeping him fit and and um is going to is going to be absolutely crucial for Cork. And there is no reason why why he, it shouldn't happen that he will be fit um, because we all we all want to see the best players playing the game all the time and and um but I, I think he had an extraordinary game last Sunday. And, um, you know, it, it was just only in keeping with, with the games that he has had for Cork in the past. So, like, he's, he's a huge integral part of the Cork team in my view.
0: Yeah, Dara Fitz is definitely a special, special player. And as you said there, it is it is a bit early to kind of to gauge teams after one week. But is it too early to gauge the advantage rule, Matt? Is it kind of teed in problems or is this something that needs to be rectified quickly?
2: It needs to be rectified immediately, Jack. Um, I'm of the opinion that doing nothing about it at this stage is not an option. I think that has to be reversed. Um, uh, like uh, Shane Dowling wrote a very good piece um, on the, the RT website today about it, and and um, he 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 graphically showed he, he graphically showed the foolishness of of this this thing of and how retrograde it is. Um, when he cited the case of Conor Boylan slu- slutting over the, the point, being called back um, because he wasn't allowed the advantage and the free been struck wide, you know, I think that spells it out, um, spells it out very very clearly. If anybody wanted to know, now the, the referees are on the firing line on this, and it's totally unfair. It's totally unfair, and we predicted that last. but well, what, what happened last week? And we predicted it on this medium last week, Jack. And, and um, as I said, I think doing nothing about it at this stage is not an option. Now, I know it was said on RT on Sunday night that it can be changed outside of Congress, that it has it has to be in place for a year. You know, I, I, I can see rumpus after rumpus, and I can only just see it growing in momentum week on week because, you know, it certainly hasn't improved the game. And like all the speculation and all the negative speculation about the impact of the changes were well-founded, Jack. Very often there was negative speculation about changes because it, 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 it's a reticence to accept change rather than than anything else. But, you know, the negative speculation surrounding this was well-founded and Chris played out in front of all our eyes to see it.
0: Yeah, I, I read somewhere or heard somewhere in a podcast during the week that the GA actually have the power to change the rule before or whenever they want. So, hopefully, like, I suppose, give it another week. And refs, like, the pressure is really on the refs, and it's not their fault. Like, these are, this isn't a rule that probably should never have come in, but we'll we'll leave that run its course now. Um, we've said a yeah, bit they're, about they're, it. You
2: know, the referees, Jack, in fairness, they're, they're implementing a diktat. Um, and counties are expected to, to, to row in with it. Something that none of them had an input into. None whatsoever. Mm. This this is harebrained stuff, Jack. Absolutely. Bond-brained stuff.
0: Yeah, it, it's kind of hard to see where it come, came from, but I suppose we won't we to won't mm. it too much. Um, this weekend, we suppose we'll see the return of the Limerick footballers and and no better place than in the Gaelic Crowns against Superary. The scene of last year's Munster semi final. Um, Billy Lee has actually named his side. We'll just throw up the team for that one. Um, in goals, Donald Sullivan continues as captain of the team. Sean O'Dea, Brian Fanning, and Paul Maher make up the fullback line. Then Tony McCarthy, Robbie Childs, and Gordon Brown are in the halfback line. It's noticeable Robbie Childs in its centre back in the place of Ian Corbett. Corbett is on the bench, but he has a knock. So it'll be interesting to see if he comes onto the field. Dara Tracy and Tommy Childs continue midfield. Keen Sheehan, Killian Fahey, Tommy Griffin in the half-forward line and a full-forward line of Padres Callan, Danny Neville and Hugh Burke. Um, could be a potential debut for Aaron Sullivan from Palace Green off the bench. Then you have Michael Donovan, Ian Corbett, Luke Murphy, Josh Ryan, Seamus O'Carroll, Adrian Wright, Brian Donovan, Peter Nash, George Stack and Robbie Burke. Um, I suppose it's a very strong team, Matt, to name for the league opener and 11 of the sides that played against Tipperary last year. It's easy to see Billy Lee's intentions for this game is to hit the ground running.
2: It is, it is, and um, I suppose it's a, it, it's a disappointment for him that that Ian Corbett, <coughs> because which we've said so many times, what he brings to the table, that Ian Corbett is missing. But it, 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 it's a chance now for Rob, Rob Childs to, to to stake a place um, for centre half back, like and like that. that you know, there, there is no question at all, or no doubt at all about the, the capabilities of of, of of Rob Childs, like he. He had a very decent year last year at wing back, and now he's moving in in at in, in, in centre back. So I'd be very hopeful that, that 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 Bob Childs will give a very very good account of himself. You you are right, like it, 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 it has a look of a settled team in it. You know there are so many that have been there from from from, from last year, and and like scaled such heights last year, like. Uh, doesn't need repeating that they won the McGrath Cup and were Division Four champions, and um, the the one disappointment that I I would have about the whole thing is that um, because of the COVID, like that it, it's a truncated league, and um, like I I often I often feel that that a, a, a team coming up uh, sometimes it 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 it, find, it takes two or three games. Um, for them to find their feet in their new environment. Well, if, if, if it takes two or three games in this this in this year, um, like the, the, the group phase of the league is over, um, because it's it's, it's a three-game group uh, um, or <coughs> a four-county group with three games. Limerick they play Tip, they play offly and they play Wicklow. But you know, Limerick would be would would, would be coming in with a mission um, a, a, against Tipperary because of the circumstances in which. They lost the Munster semi-final last year. And they'll be saying to themselves, and of course, Tipperary went down and won a month, first month the first Munster final after 85 years and they're being caught as a result. And Limerick will be saying to themselves, um, we we could have been in that position or we should have been in that position. So, like, um, um, there will be slightly... It could be a slightly different temporary team that'll come in in the fact that the the talisman that was Colin O'Reardan will 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 be absent. He has returned to the AFL. Liam Casey apparently is going travelling for the year. And Philip Austin has has retired. But it will be still a very, very strong temporary um, squad as as Billy Lee pointed out in the week. Um Mm -hmm. that you know, you have you 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 have players here who have won on Ireland minor. Um, title with Tipperary, you have players who have played in All Ireland under twenty one final with Tipperary when they when they when they last to Tyrone was it then what three or four years ago, you know. So like this this Tipperary team um, that is the product of a building process, a patient building process that has been going on in Tipperary for a number of years, and you know. All all Tipperary are doing last year um, in in winning the Monster Championship looking more than 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 reaping the rewards that their, their efforts and their work on on the ground deserve. Now, like in recent years, they have found it very you know in the last two or three years they they, they have found it quite difficult to, to beat Limerick. If you remember, Limerick went to Tullamore in 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 2019 and and the world um proclaimed it was a major shock when limerick beat him, um um but it but it wasn't and 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 we saw last year like that that that, that, that there's very very little between these sides and in recent <coughs> games with the under 20s and under 21s limerick have have won them um two years ago in the minor it it, it was a draw so like you know the the, the signs are are good. I I think this is 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 going to be a nearly opportunity for Limerick to avenge and to exercise that 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 um, uh, any ghosts or demons from that monster semi-final defeat of last year, and um, uh, it, it should be a very 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 interesting game.
0: Do you think Billy Lee will be, or even the players themselves, will be thinking too much about that Tipperary game? I know Ian Carbert was talking with Pat and Donald Sullivan one night. And he was just saying how hard it was to actually watch the Munster final because you couldn't help but think like Limerick should have been there. So will that game be brought up or will Billy Lee be focused on 2021 as a new season in a new division with new aspirations, I suppose?
2: I, I think Billy is going to be... Um, you, you heard his interview during the week. I think he's going to be focused. Um, he, there'll be no negative thoughts around the camp, I would say. I, I'd say Billy Lee will... Uh, 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 as we know from, from the past, it, it, it will be all positivity with, with Billy Lee. And I don't think he will be somebody that will be reflecting back too much on it. But you can't help but think that the players themselves, when they trot onto the Gaelic grounds and see the blue and gold jersey, apart from the great rivalry um, that, 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 that there is between Limerick and Tipperary, that memories of that semi-final and what might have been will definitely come flooding back, Jack.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they will. And I'm sure they'll they'll come back for all the fans watching. But I suppose just just on Limerick once more, Matt. Where where is their strength lying in this year? Because we'll say you said the defence is quite settled. So there's five of last year's six defenders, and Ian Corbett would be in if he wasn't injured. The forward line is shaken up a small bit. Is that somewhere that Limerick can have room to improve?
2: I, it is. I, I think. I, I think we we have a decent forward line. Um, you know, um, like we see what you Bark can do for a um, deal. Do, do we have to say what Danny Neville is capable is of? Love? Like, and I thought last year during the whole um, during the the, the the whole campaign through the, the, the McGrath Cup and and through the the league and the Monster Championship, I thought. That Killian Fahey really blossomed into being a top-class inter-county Gaelic footballer. And um, he's going to be in the key role of of centre-forward. So um, Tommy Griffin is in there now. He's he's named on a wing position. Um, um, Now, he's normally a midfielder, and he has played full forward, uh, as we saw, was it against Wexford last year? Um, so how how he'll do it going forward, I, I, I'm I, I'm not so sure. But um, he, he's he's a good footballer. He has he's played Sigerson Cup. Um, so look, um, uh, Patrick Scanlon, he, he's he's quite experienced as well. So look, overall, I, I I think it's a decent forward line. That if they if they treat, they're quite capable of causing Tipperary considerable problems.
0: Yeah, and, and Killeen Valley has got a knack of scoring goals against Super Area. And I suppose that's probably a wing forward line that's quite strong. Keen Sheehan is a serious runner there from yeah, the half forward it's, line. So probably kind of get the ball in early and then let the boys come from deep. Like Tony McCarthy and Gordon Brown will get forward for wing back as well, no doubt.
2: No doubt. But Keane Sheehan, um, just speaking of Sheehan, like it, you know, when he left the panel maybe two years ago, he was a huge loss. And he's working his way back, worked his way back last year, and it's great to see him from the off this year. <coughs> I think Keane Sheehan is a huge is is a huge addition to Limerick and he's a huge addition to the to the forward line. So and you have you you will have Tony McCarthy who loves to bomb forward and so does Gordon Brown. So look, I I'm quite happy enough with the team. I I, I think Billy Lee has selected a team that's capable of beating Tipperary.
0: Yeah, and just to finish off the, the praise for Keane Sheehan, I, we were both there in uh, Rakeel last year when Newcastle opened their campaign against Strum Broadford. And I'm sure it was Keane Sheehan's first game in over a year. And he was introduced on the bench and like a duck to water. I didn't clip over a couple of points in the day. So there'd be no fear of Keane Sheehan. But just if I was to ask you to predict the game, Matt, I know you're have kind of you edging towards Limerick, but how confident are you in a Limerick win?
2: Not very confident. Uh, if you ask me, uh, but I think they're capable of doing it. And I'm predicting that they, they will just about do it.
0: Yeah, I'm just...
2: And this is something that I can't understand, and it shouldn't be beyond the power of technology to, to sort these things out. Why do Limerick have to play their first game at home and then two away?
0: Yeah. Why
2: couldn't, yeah. It, why couldn't it be away home, away, you know?
0: <laughs> I like, don't I don't um, know, Matt.
2: The, the shed, well, I don't know either. And I'm I'm seeking an answer, but the, the, the scheduling isn't very kind to Limerick either, you know. Um but having said that, it is what it is, and you can do well on that, but it it probably heightens the importance, is what I'm saying, Jack, in the context yeah. of the league yeah. to get off to a winning start.
0: <laughs> it definitely does highlight that, Matt, but there is that sense. A win, just Limerick football circles in general, that there is a growth. And as you said, like if you can beat the Munster Champions in the first game, you will take huge confidence going to Offaly and then to Wicklow. Offaly and Wicklow play this weekend in Ockram, as far as I know. If you had to call that game, Matt?
2: Well, we, 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 we all know the, um, the record that Ockram has been for, for, for being the graveyard of so many hopes. But in, 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 in championship and in league football. Billy Lee cited the case of Ockram um there d- during the week in his interview when when, when the winter Ockram was uh, two years ago and mm-hmm. Gale Force went, played against it in the first half, but there was only two points down at halftime and lost the football match. So you know, um that'll tell you how difficult it is. Um you just don't know what John Mohan and Affley are going to come up with. Um, you know, from year to year, it's very, very hard to call Offley, But I, you know, you're you're really putting me on the spot. I hadn't thought about it. But we go at we do home on a queer animal. But you know, Offaly, Offaly, uh, Awfully, um, last year, of course, Jack died. Um, um when the were coming up, passing him on the way down, you know, they, they, they only, they only survived in the in, in, in Division Three. Look, I suppose we close record enough in Acrem. Oph- Oph- probably gives them the advantage. I wouldn't go any further.
0: It was rare to see you stuck for words and stuck for a prediction, mess. But it was good to see all the same. As um, I was going on to the come. That's one up for,
2: that's a, one up for you for the weekend, no, Jack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's been my weekend. Um, I suppose just we'll go on to Camogie now. And before we actually get into the juniors game against Clare, um, we advocated for on, a, on this medium here last week for common sense prevail in regards to Camogie's association and the split season. And thankfully, it has. They're going to follow the same route everyone has. Um, they'll play league, they'll play inter county championship, and then the clubs will be released back to focus fully on their clubs. Um, it was a common sense decision, but it, one we didn't know it was going to be med match.
2: No, um, we, 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 we didn't know, um, and I suppose the doubts we had were raised by um, um, why they got themselves in, into that particular situation. And there that, that, that appeared to me, anyway, and I, I was quite quite satisfied like, that there was only one route out of this um, impasse and this standoff that there was, and it, 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 it was the route that has been taken. And look, I welcome, I welcome that common sense has prevailed. Um, I, I, I'm delighted to see it, that that, that that we will have a league. And like, you know, the point we made last week is, you know, it was good that that system and that format was good enough for the GA, good enough for the LA, LGFA. Why wasn't it good enough for the Camogie association? Look, come off it, like, what, what was wrong? You know, r- ridiculous. I, I, I like, we, we, we're after having a spat now between the Comoros Association, the GPA, and the players. That was totally, totally, totally unnecessary and self-inflicted on the part of the Comoros Association, Jack, because they, 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 as far back as the second of April, the GPA had indicated that it was their wish and the wish of their members that they would have a split season. Like they, they couldn't have been there couldn't have been greater clarity in it, and like it it, it was obviously flying in the face of what people wanted, and like, like there are four codes. and if it's just good enough for three chords. Like why was it good enough for four?
0: Yeah, it was, I can it,
2: it, I can figure this thing. I I can figure out why this spat took place in the first place. You know, yeah. an unholy spat. Like, and we're waiting all the year for games to, 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 to start. And we have this unholy scenario on the lead into the league. You know, thankfully it is resolved. Yeah, and a brighter you. note, just as we're talking about, we must welcome the, 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 the announcement by the Minister for Sport, Jack Chambers, which is going to see equality of treatment between female and male Gaelic players. It's something that is extremely, extremely welcome, and and something that should have been addressed before now. Like you know, um, female inter-county players getting a third of what ma- their male counterparts got
0: was an obscenity,
2: not just an, ob- an anomaly. It, it's just an obscenity, and I'm absolutely delighted to see it, um, it's to see it being 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 addressed, and above all being rectified. And I say well done to Minister Jack Chambers for 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 um
0: for, for for doing it. Yeah and on that point Matt it kind of went under the radar somewhat that the equality is coming in but it, it's um far too late really but it's good to see it and it, it definitely is a positive. Um, and also yeah, because, when we about... because the narrative was about whether
2: we'd have a Kamoge League
0: or Yeah that's that's the reason why it went under the radar but I suppose just for the the junior side, the senior side will be out next weekend, but for the junior side it's great that they have a game as well and that they're up first and they'll get the limelight like this weekend because last year limerick and a couple of other counties were pulled at the last minute from the junior premier junior championship so the last time we saw limerick in junior action was an all-ireland final in 2019 but they they'll kick off their campaign tomorrow in Kilmallock at two o'clock and during the week pat ryan named a uh, 38 or 40 women's squad it's just up on the screen there for you um the team is captained by ashton cunningham of khalidi and Aoife Coughlin will act as a vice captain of the side. Um, I suppose there's an awful lot of young players there, Matt, that we won't have seen much. But there's huge potential for, as, as I said, those young players that have reached kind of all-Ireland finals at underage levels. And we'll be hopeful that they'll make a seamless transition. And the junior grade is a perfect platform for those players.
2: It is, Jack. It is. And um, I, I have to correct you there. I'm sorry. Um, but they had played three league games last year when it was called off. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, and they had they had won all three of them, including a very, very um, uh, hard-fought win o- over um, Offaly. You will re- recall in LIT, seven points to four on the day when Rebecca Noonan, who unfortunately isn't part of the squad this year, got got, uh, got, all, got all seven points. And um, like they, they, they were left with the situation, didn't to qualify for the knockout, to play the two bottom sides at the time, Common and Wicklow. So that was a huge disappointment to him. But look, it is what it is now. That's water under the bridge. Let's focus on the positive and and the game with Claire and Kilmalik tomorrow. Um, a huge important that they get off the winning start. Now, Claire would be pretty strong at junior level. And there, there has been very, very little between the sides in the past. And more often than not, in, in recent times, um, the verdict has gone the way of um, it, 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 it It's a tough group um, because you, you, you have Carlo, um, at Carlo uh, who we beat in the 2014 All-Ireland Tuna final, and you've also Waterford there. And, and the last time we, we, we played Waterford was in 2019 in Brough, and, and it ended up in a draw. Um, Waterford got a last-minute last goal. So all the Omens... Um, are that it's 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 for a very very it's going to be a very very tight game, but Limerick were all Ireland runners up in 2019, and it was a huge huge disappointment to them that they didn't get the opportunity uh, to, to 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 go one better in 2020 for for the reasons in which you've said. Now Pat Ryan has picked a 40 strong squad, and like it's a good squad. It's a very, very good squad. And I'll tell you why it's a good squad. They're, they're, they're good Kologi players, number one. And but number two, and you, you touched on it, like it, it, it's it, it, it's made up of two pillars, basically. It, it, it's basically um, quite a considerable amount of the players that were involved in the 2019 All-Ireland Junior Final, which... Which will provide him with with, with 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 the experience. And the other pillar of the team is quite a considerable number of those that were involved in the All ireland Junior uh sorry, the All ireland Minor B final in, in, in 2019 when they lost to niche after replay. So like you you'll have the young guns coming through and you you'll have the experienced side and the experienced players. Now I understand that he, he will not in naming the team until just before throwing tomorrow. So that that will that will that 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 will, that will be very, very interesting. Um, to see it it'd it, it, be interesting for um two reasons, I suppose. For you know, first of all, it 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 will be um, Limerick's first game. But above all, I suppose it will be Pat Ryan's first selection as manager. Um, uh, since 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 taking over at the beginning of the year, so um, don't ask me to call it, Jack. Before you start,
0: <laughs> you read because my mind. I,
2: I, I I I simply don't know, but I'm, I'm 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 very very hopeful of a good day for you.
0: I won't ask you to call it, Matt, but just on the grand scheme of things, with Caroline Watford on the horizon, and we've said it ad, ad nauseum, like throughout this this year. But how important is that? Good start in the league, and is the good start in the league when you've only three games a good performance, or is it win at all costs kind of?
2: I I I would go for the latter there, Jack. You know, all right. The performance is important. If you get the performance, and if you get the performance, the desired performance more often than not, the victory follows. Um, but a victory is very, 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 very important because of the truncated nature of it. Um, Like, last year when when the league was suspended, like, it was a six-county group and you you had five games. Now, like, this year, there's very, very, very little room for error. Um, Limerick followed up with a trip to Carlo and and they have Waterford at home. You know, I suppose it's very hard to know what is the benefit or not of having home advantage, or being aware when there are no crowds? So, um, look, um, but you know, be, being on being on a surface that that they're familiar with, must, and in surroundings and in an environment in which they're that, that they're familiar with, it it must be a plus. But getting off in a in a three-match campaign, Jack. First game, it's far far more important than in, than if you had five games.
0: Yeah, definitely. And we'll look, best to look to the to the team on Saturday, and we'll obviously see the senior team in action the following weekend against Clare. Um, I suppose just before we finish, a bit of fixture news, Matt. And one thing that kind of went over my head there before we were talking about is that last year's minor team will finish out their All Ireland campaign, and um, last year's Munster minor winners Limerick they'll play. Galway on the 3rd or 4th July with the All-Ireland final the following weekend. Um, it's brilliant to see because we said last week about having the outstanding club fixtures from Limerick to play. But for that minor team who for many will be their last game at minor level to have that All-Ireland semi-final that they worked so hard to get into to be actually have something to look forward to now.
2: We have something to look forward to and it, it, it's coming up after the exams. And I do notice in the settler that we got from Croke Park and we also got notification of the, the, the concluding stages of the 21 of the 2021 minor number 21 championship. So there's going to be a very, very short window. And for those those that are involved in the 2020 championship still, and I'm talking about Galway, um Galway, Limerick, um, Kilkenny, and Offaly, they're, they're the four counties involved. Um like they they, they 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 have the trick now of of trying to prepare two teams. Um at the, the twenty twenty team for, for the concluding stages of the championship and the twenty twenty one team for the for the twenty twenty-one championship. And there goes the problem of the players that are eligible, the, the players of twenty twenty that are eligible for twenty twenty-one. So it's 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 not going to be easy to balance all that but at the end of the day um it 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 it's it's very important um and it's very very welcome that that there are plans in place and and and, and plans in train to finish those games. it's 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 hugely important now um it's it's a real in a way jack in that that um Limerick have beaten Cork and they've beaten Tipperary. And um, by the time they face Galway, Galway won't have played any game. Uh, now, had, had had they gone into an All-Ireland semi-final against Galway immediately after the two games, two tough games in Munster, like it would have been a huge advantage to Limerick. But now the fact that, that, that what, we're five months down the road, it levels the playing field um, yeah, it's not as big a disadvantage to Galway not to have played a game now as it would be if they were coming in against a team that had two wins on their belts.
0: Yeah, it is very true, and it's still it's still a time away, but it, as I said, it's something to look forward to. We also got note of the fixtures for this year's minor championship, so for the hurlers who will be looking for three in a row in Munster, they have a boy stretch through to the semi-final, where they'll face the winners of Clare and Cork with Watford, Tip and Kerry the other side. And then the minor footballers face Tipperary in the quarter final, with the winners of that playing Clare in a semi final. I suppose without reading too much into because they're way down the line yet. What was your initial reaction to the minor draws, Matt?
2: Yeah, I thought, I, I thought they were reasonable. You know, I thought they were reasonable. The minor hurlers got a bye. They play a Cork or Clare in the semi final. Um, like, you know, do we have anything to fear? Um, like we, we, we're going for a third minor in a row. Um I understand there's about six or seven players of that squad of the frontline players of 2020 who are going to be eligible again. So that will give a core of experience. They had a very, very good win over Cork um, last year. So um no, I wouldn't have any great fears um as far as far as the hurling is concerned. As far as the football is concerned, is that there's a clear path there. Um to get to a Munster minor football final without having to tackle one of the big two caught um, like Kerry. Limerick have avoided the two of those. Um, mm-hmm. Now, it, it, it's not an easy pact by any manner or means. We, we touched on it earlier on. There's very little between Tip and Limerick in football, and that goes for all levels. The last time they met in minor football, it ended in a draw in Tipperary t- Town. And, and we, the, the same year, that was 2019, um Clare had a big win over Limerick in Newcastle West and and, and Clare are making strides at 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 underage football and um, you know they 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 they, they they're they're, um, they're they're making serious progress but you know um psychologically if you don't have to face county um there is a clear path there to once the final
0: yeah and and the path is clear for the under 20 side as well they have a quarter final against Tipperary um, and with the winners facing uh, Clara Waterford in the semi-final. And I, just on the football before he go to the Hurland fixture for the under-20s, um, the time is coming now for Limerick football to be starting to reach Munster finals at underage levels. Because we, we've seen the work that Billy Lee has done with the senior team, but there's no reason that that work can't be done. And by the time they get to the senior panel that they're ready and they've played in provincial finals.
2: No, 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 no reason whatsoever that you know, and and like that there is a spin-off from 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 um, the success and uh, of the senior team and, and and the work of the academy. So, like, um, that this year, you know, that the, there is a pathway there, and um, um, that's that's no disrespect to the other so-called three weaker counties, but there is a pathway there for Limerick at hundred twenty and at minor level. To pro- to progress to the, to the monster final, which in itself would be landmark, you know, and it, it would it it would it, it would represent progress if were there were there to do it, um, and they, they don't have to bump into a, a, one of the big two, Corker carries. So look, um, in terms of the draw, they're decent draws as far as Limerick are concerned.
0: Yeah, and just finally, the under-20 hurling draw, you have the winners of Clare and Kerry with Limerick straight into a bye in the, the semi-final. I suppose last year was kind of a, a test run for a lot of that uh, minor winning team from 2019. This year be a year now where a couple of them, the likes Colin Coughlin and Colin O'Neill, will have senior hurling under their belts. But for Adam English coming up from the minor ranks, you've Aidan Ed, Ed O'Connor and there's some serious players coming through for Limerick that there's no reason that we can't reach um, a first under-20 final ever at the grade. We'll say with the first under-21 uh, Munster final since 2017.
2: No reason whatsoever. Um, you can add it in and lines. Those very, very, very good young players. Um, Pat, Patrick O'Donnell of F a very exciting young forward. Um, you know that they they, they 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 would be starting to make their mark at under-20 level and like. Um, uh, uh, a lot of that under-20 squad now will probably be drawn from, um, it will probably be the nucleus of the 2019 um, successful minor team, plus a few that will were, were, were carry over from 2018. So, like, um, it, 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 look, th- th- there's a pathway there to amongst the final. Now, Cork and have dominated it for the last couple of years. And... Um, uh, you know, Limerick have a serious chance of 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 of, of gate crashing that preserve now of, of and Tipperary in, in, in 2021.
0: Yeah, and it, it's something, again, to look forward to and it's very exciting summer ahead, but for this weekend, the focus will be on the senior hurlers, senior footballers, and the junior Camogie team. Um, I'll nail my colours to the mast, and I'm going to go for three Limerick wins. You were kind of more sceptical, but we'll see. Our predictions haven't been too strong so far this year, but Many thanks to you, Matt, and it's a brilliant I'm being weekend. I'm
2: being, honest, <laughs> but I'm being honest with myself, Jack, and being honest with you in that I do not know the Kaboge one.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just going to go out in a lim- and go for Limerick. But many thanks to you, Matt, and we'll be back next week to look back on those fixtures and look ahead to many more, which will include the senior Kaboge side. So thank you, Matt.
2: You're welcome, Jack.
1: Impression game we get old with what you put in. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it.
0: But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar.
1: Your mother sends to send you down to the shop for a worth of goods. And she give you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods. Can you? He just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley to do that to Tomas O'Shea. He deserves to score from here. One and a half. Then we went out there from the war court today. No more about it. They made all the run, that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We've had a couple of injuries. Here comes Kieran Carey. Carey leaving the charge of the right grenade. 45 minutes out. He's a chance to score. He's put him out. He's put him out. There's
2: no sympathy in this game for anybody.